Well, hi, guys. Hello. I'm so sorry I'm late. That's okay. You gotta get gas. I know. I look down. I'm like, crap. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I heard. I, I came on and heard crap. Crap. <laughs> 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 kind of like how Lori started the last podcast with, this studio smells like butt. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, that's so funny, a couple days later I was like, who was it that said someplace smelled like butt? And and Sharon was like, it wasn't me. And I'm like, I don't talk to anybody else. And then it was always you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did After that, oh, it was Lori. That doesn't sound like something Lori would say. Ah, but she did. I know, that's, that's why it's so funny. <laughs> did you ever figure out what the butt smell was? No, I didn't. Might have been a butt. Might have just been butt. So... I had something weird happen. Remember last week I was telling you, or the last time we talked, I was telling you about the guy that cut my sister off at the pool? Yes. This week I was, um, you know how now that COVID's over, we're starting to meet with people and see people. And this friend of mine reached out and we went and had coffee and it was so good to see her. It's been so long and something came up about me swimming. And she says, oh, my husband swims. Where do you swim? And I said, you know, where I swam. And she said, well, he swims there. And she said his name, and it was him. (laughs) It's the guy. And I, like, I didn't know what to say. I wanted to say, do you know that everybody thinks he's mean? I mean, it's just... (laughs) So what, did you just smile and nod? Um, Well, she said, you've seen him, haven't you? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure I have. (laughs) so but what's funny is afterwards i you know messaged and sent her a few things and nothing crickets so maybe he's telling her about these biatchi women who try to steal his lane i don't know (laughs) i did explain to her i said yeah you know we're always all trying to get the lanes near the edge i go because you know, your husband, he's strong. He could probably pop himself right out. I said, but my sister and I, we can't get out. So when we're in the very middle, it takes us forever to get past. You know, every lane's got like four people in it. So I thought hopefully that will, um, hopefully she'll share that if she shares something. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you gave it away, the whole lane thing? Yeah, well... Yeah, because I wanted her to know if he said anything, I wanted her to be like, oh, well, they're older and they can't get out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh. and you haven't heard from her now. Is that unusual in the context of knowing this person? Should you have heard from her by now? Um, No, because I hadn't really heard from her, you know, except for a few little check-ins because, um, you know, a lot of people that I am in contact with are helping people who are homeless or whatever. So we had been reaching out over someone and then, um, so I hadn't heard anything, so it wasn't a big deal. But then when I, you know, responded, I was like, oh man. (laughs) So, and then I was going to tell this story and I'm like, what if she listens? (laughs) Now, what did your sister think when you told her about what you found out when I told her you know I set the story up um you know just uh best I could and then she said one of the names of somebody else that has um has a lane that always has a lot of people in his lane I'm like nope and then she said his name (laughs) oh man it is a small world and it's getting smaller every day (laughs) by the minute I know wow well I had something weird happen this week yeah uh 
so I, as you know, you know, about a year ago, I guess February, we moved to Salem, Oregon, and I'm living in the house where my wife grew up. And um, there's other members of the family that are living in the house also. So we're down in the in the the, the first floor, which is actually the basement. I, it's a daylight basement, so I tell people it's the first floor. But, you know, when all is said and done, it's a basement. I'm here all the time. I work like 12 hours a day, so my studio's down here. I sleep down here. All the animals, the pets are down here. I typically watch TV down here. And we've been joking about how I'm a vampire and I need to get out and get some sunlight and yada, yada, yada. Well, I had my sort of routine annual uh, doctor's appointment this year, to, er, this week to, you know, kind of check stuff. And I had labs done last week. I'm, I'm low on vitamin D. I'm literally vitamin D deficient. Oh, my goodness. And I was going to ask. Isn't that crazy? I didn't really know that that happened. Like I was kind of joking about, oh, I need to get out in the sun and get some vitamin D. Turns out you lose vitamin D if you don't get sunlight. Yes, like, you for do. Real. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I did not. I mean, I kind of knew that, like I intellectually knew that, but I didn't think that really happened. And here I am I'm like, holy crap. And then to make matters worse, I've kind of, you know, adjusted my diet for various and sundry reasons. And so I've cut out a, a lot of dairy, not entirely dairy, but, you know, I don't have yogurt every day anymore and cottage cheese and stuff like that. And that's another place that, that you know, I know vitamin D comes from. So now I have to like take little supplements. But more importantly, um, we're going to be moving upstairs very soon. So I'll be upstairs more, except that my studio is still going to be down here. I'm still going to be down here 12 hours a day. 12 hours a day. Most of that is at night when it wouldn't matter. But I have to make a concerted effort to get outside. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. You were outside two weekends ago when you ran a 5k. I did. In your pajamas. In my pajamas. That was so cute. I did a tutu run and then I did a pajama run. And uh, this Saturday I'm doing a, it's a nighttime one. That there will be no vitamin D at this race, but I will be wearing twinkle lights. So it's a Christmas light run. Oh. Yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, I love it. Good for you. <laughs> Is that your version of Jingle Bell Run? Yes. It's uh, called the Run Run Rudolph Lighted Reindeer Run. <laughs> I love it. I'm pretty excited about that. The pajama run was fun, though. That was really fun. And yes, I was wearing running clothes under my pajamas because it was about 37 degrees that morning. <gasps> well, you've been wanting to run again, so I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I'm I'm pretty proud of me, too, um, for finally getting off my duff and, and doing that. And my sister-in-law gets all the, all the credit for that because she's really... Um, she's one of those people where, where if you make an appointment, you keep the appointment, you know? Um, and so when we're like, oh, let's run Sunday morning, she's like knocking on the door. You ready? So I'm like, yeah, okay. Which is great. That's exactly what I need is, is account, an accountability partner. Um, and, uh, we have another friend that we run with who's just this wonderful person that's been really fun to get to know. And she's a really good, like long distance runner. So she keeps us going. And, um, and something else new, this is a little out, out of my comfort zone, is when I ran before, I say before and after because I've kind of taken a break for the last couple of years, um, I did interval running where you, uh, a, very, a very prescribed set of time where you wouldn't consistently run the whole distance. You would run, let's say run for two minutes and walk for 30 seconds or run for three minutes and walk for a minute, just sort of depending on the length and what you do. And, um, you know, studies have, it's a specific method designed to like kind of keep your legs fresher as you're doing longer distances like half marathon. Marathons. But these girls don't do that. They straight run. And so I'm actually, this isn't accomplished. Like I did the 5K I did was straight running 5K. That's the first time I've ever done that. And now I've done it 
uh, if you count all the practices we've done, I'm up to, I can, up, I could do four miles now without walking. Um, which it doesn't really seem like a lot if you're, you know, a, like a seasoned runner and you're listening to this, you'd probably be like, oh, big deal. But for me, it's a huge deal to like go that whole time and not walk. So I'm very proud of that. We're going to try to do a 10K uh, in the spring and do and, and straight run the whole thing. I'll, I'll be, that'll be totally new for me, but I think we can do it. Nice. Good work. Awesome. That'll solve a little bit of the vitamin D problem. <laughs> yeah. The longer you run, the more you're outside. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to get stuff for the elements? Yeah. You know, I'm going to have to, I, I have some, I have quite a bit. Um, even in Savannah, it actually got cold every once in a while. So, and I'm not going to go running when it's like icy outside. I mean, if it's the, if the world is covered with ice, I'm going to have to trudge on a treadmill. But generally, yeah, I already have ear warmers and gloves and I have a, I have a bunch of uh, gators that now, like now because of COVID, they're like, oh, everybody has a gator, right? But like I had them before they were fashionable. <laughs> basically that thing that goes over your neck to me it's called a nose warmer but now it's a covid mask but it's still a nose warmer <laughs> you like put it on your face you know um so yeah I've, i got some i've got some cold weather uh, gear ready to go good. wow good good work and then they moved the uh i don't i didn't know if i was going to do it anyway but the rock and roll seattle marathon has been uh, moved a couple times the date because of COVID. They haven't haven't been able to hold it for a couple of years. And I still have my registration from, I guess that was 2020. Um, then they couldn't hold it in 2021. And now they're holding it in 2022. But they've moved it to September and they've moved it to Bellevue. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. That is so different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I wonder what the route is. Uh, me too. I wonder what the route is. I was joking with somebody. It's like, okay, you go around the mall, then you go around the other mall, then you're going to go around the mall, then you go down to the mall, turn around <laughs> at the mall, go back and go and finish by the mall. That's the Bellevue run. You take the bridgeway between Bellevue Square and Lincoln Square. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And then you get lost and you're not sure if you're with this Lincoln or that Lincoln or are you in the town center or which squares? <laughs> <laughs> and then you end up near the skate rink. <laughs> yes, the downtown Bellevue Park. I've done Bark in the Park. Oh, no, Four on the Fourth. Four on the Fourth. That's what I've done. I don't know why they changed it or, or I guess the date. I guess they just couldn't get another date for it or if the city ran out of police officers, direct traffic. I don't know what the reason is for changing it. But it's, I, I'm not afraid to tell you, it's kind of disappointing. I mean, sorry, Bellevue, I don't mean to offend you, but it's just not nearly as interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about when they did it in Seattle. Were the uh, was the scenery like awesome or something? Or it's just I I never ran it in Seattle. I never had the chance because the one I signed up for got canceled because of COVID. But it goes. I mean, first of all, it's an ass kicker because it goes up up and down Queen Anne Hill. So oh, yeah, get that in your tough. head, right? Mm -hmm. But it mm -hmm. goes around the Seattle Center and around downtown and through Queen Anne, which is beautiful and. Just like all around there, you know, and I just, I, unless, unless the Bellevue one goes like, I don't know, up into the Newport Hills, maybe, I don't know. It just, I, I feel like Bellevue is just one big office building. I've never really gave, gave it a chance, but you're right. There's this, the, what do they call it? The Mercer Slough over there. That's probably pretty. If that's accessible, they're building that light rail for a hundred years. So, you know, there's so much construction going on too. It looks like it's done, but it's not. I think they're letting people into their new garage. Cool. But yeah, I like that Mercer Slough area, if that's what they are they have in mind. I hope they do, because that, that really, all joking aside, that's very pretty in there. 
And that's the one where they have bands scattered throughout the route, right? Yes. So they have to think about, like, I don't know if a band could really go around the Mercer Slough area. I'm not sure. I'm just thinking that's kind of swampy there, right? <laughs> but it'd be cool. Yeah, you know what? They could be throwing a flatbed truck. The, um, the yeah. Savannah, Savannah like Rock Foo and Roll Marathon. I saw some, yes, like Foo Fighters. I saw some very creative bands at Seattle Rock and Roll Marathon, you know, how they, where they put themselves and how they got there. So, yeah, I wouldn't think that in the Northwest it would be a problem to find enough bands to do that and, and to put them in, in spots. Except in the cold. If it's raining, that would suck a little. Yeah, done that. Had a bunch of bands not show up. That was no fun because you kind of, at that distance, I mean, you know, I guess for the marathoners, they don't really care. But at half marathon, you know, if you haven't, don't do it every day, you you kind of like, the bands are a great incentive. Like, oh, that was really cool. I can't wait to get to the next mile marker and hear the next band, you know. And then when you get there and there's an empty space, it's like, oh, come on, man. (laughs) Why couldn't you have showed up? We needed you. But some of them were like, you know, in Savannah, there was like bagpipes. Wow. <laughs> there was, my, my favorite was uh, there was a girl group. It was like a like an old school girl group, like a, um, you know, what do you call them? The Shangri-Las or the whatever, the Supremes, you know, like that kind of thing. That was oh, really cool. fun. But up here, I imagine it's all like grunge, 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 rap, 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 grunge, yeah. rap, you know. Gosh, I can't believe I haven't done any of those, uh, the rock and roll marathon ever and that just seems to be like if if there would be one marathon it's not a 5k or anything right it's like an actual marathon they have um i'm not sure about the events here in savannah they had a 5k also just as like a fun run thing that you could do um and the other thing that they had in savannah which i think i don't know if they have here is the uh, there's a relay you can actually share the half marathon with somebody and that's really fun because one one of you gets the start line and one of you gets the finish line and your baton is a drumstick and uh, you <laughs> run, you know, whatever, seven, six and a half miles and then you hand it off and, and then the other person does the, does the second half. That's that's very fun. So that's a good way to not have to do the whole distance. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it, it really is. It's a good time. It's a, it's a well-run organization and there's always a great big party afterwards with another, then there'll be a band, usually a headliner kind of a, now I imagine that's the one thing I think Seattle will probably have a, a really good headliner. I can't remember who it was in 2019 um, when I went and saw some friends who ran it. Um, that's usually a pretty big name that they'll get to, uh, to do that. But I got a, um, but the, uh, was it the pajama? It wasn't the pajama run. It was the one I did before we got a, actually got a medal. I got a medal. I've never gotten a medal for a 5K before. And I'm like, nice. Oh, that's <laughs> a nice touch. Very nice. Yeah. Cool. I thought you had to run a lot farther to deserve a medal. But you know what? I will take it because I worked for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. But, uh, Lori, you will be glad to know that uh, that one, the one that I wore the tutu and the tiara for, is called the fanciest 5K. Uh, and that was an awareness and fundraiser for human trafficking. Oh, uh, nice. Their, I believe it was their fourth or fifth year of doing it. What a great group of people. I mean, really, absolutely amazing group of people that put on this race and just their story about how they thought, you know, if they could get, if 
to the first year they did it, if they could get 100 people to do it, they would make, you know, $1,000 or whatever. And um, they ended up getting like 500 people to do it and made like, you know, a couple thousand dollars. And then they raised the goal and raised the goal and raised the goal. And now, you know, they make at least $10,000 each year that they do it, sometimes a little bit more, but almost as important as the money as the awareness. The more people that do it, the more people read the signs and the factoids and, and talk to people and learn stuff. And um, it was great. It was right after we had, had talked about it on our podcast about, you know, signs to look for and um, uh, things like that. And it was like, you know, we've talked about this before where when you become aware of something and then suddenly you see it everywhere, right? And so, you know, it used to be that we, we talked about human trafficking like this. Mm, yeah. And now it's like out there. We have to talk about it because it's happening. So you talked about Elizabeth Smart and your podcast and, and, and you know, the things that you'd heard her say, the things that you said. And then I see this run and then the, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial started, which was the Jeffrey Epstein uh, person and just hearing these stories. And it's like, it's just interesting when something, once something comes into your perception, how you, you realize that it's everywhere and you just need to avail yourself of the information. Yeah, once you're aware of it, then you start seeing it everywhere. Yeah, so now the trick is to learn how to really see it. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, once you're informed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Well, cool. So Anna, you, Anna, you've been very quiet. How's your week? Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what's been on my mind, really, because I mean, every week's just so busy for me, but I... What's been on my mind lately has been trying to get that booster shot now that this whole Omicron thing, uh, I can't say it right. Is it Omicron or Omicron? Um, Amazon? It's the most mispronounced word right now, so don't feel Omicron. bad. Yeah, there's no extra N. Omicron. Now I'm seeing the word uh, right in front of me, Omicron. And so so the last time, so we had a break the last couple of weeks, Thanksgiving and last week. The last time we had our podcast, we had never heard of Omicron. Mm -hmm. Nope. It wasn't in our lives. Right. <laughs> and then I think it was only like a couple days after we did our last podcast, like a few weeks ago, that they had announced that it was just spreading all over South Africa. Now today, it reached the United States much faster than I thought it would. I thought we were really, we're being careful about not letting people fly into the United States from the country. So then next thing you know, three states have it, five states, eight states, I don't know. But it, is, it was just so quick for Washington State to get it. I think we were the, one of the first states to get it anyway. Just like the COVID-19. Right? Yeah. Just like the original. Right. And I remember even before Omicron was starting to become more of an issue, I was just getting a shot. One of the nurses is like, yeah, get that booster as soon as possible. I'm knowing people that aren't able to get that booster shot until January and try to go to King County DOH. I still waited a few days, but I had to schedule mine out. The earliest I could get was like the 18th of this month. Now I know it's like the waiting list is getting longer, but I'm not sure if that's true. What have you guys heard? I did the same thing. I'm like, oh, I should do that, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly they were like, okay, now everybody can get one. And I'm like, oh, I better get one. And then I, it was like 10 days out. And I had to think it through because, uh, okay, so I had very, very little side effects when I got the first round, right? I got, I did feel kind of crap, really very, very tired and kind of on the crappy side, you know, but not 
any worse than like a, a flu you would get. But uh, a friend of mine just got a booster, and what he did was he crisscrossed. He he thought he had read, and and I believe me, I, every day it changes, so I don't really know what to believe. But one of the things that he had read was that because he'd gotten the Pfizer for the first two, that if he got the Moderna this time, then it would might provide extra immunity, just mixing and matching a little bit. So he did that, and he's he's about my age, and he was out for like three days. Oh, <laughs> he said it was no. the worst ache, flu, tired. This is a pretty, like, you know, vibrant, like, I'm going to go play, you know, what do you call it, Frisbee golf with ultimate Frisbee with, you know, 20-year-olds kind of guy. And he was down for the count. So I'm like, okay, so now I got to, like, schedule, set aside three days to, like, have, you know, fake COVID. But um, but then I thought, but then I heard, well, okay, but if you just get Pfizer again, then that won't happen to you, right? Or if you get Wrong. the same. So I don't really know what to believe. Wrong? So... My husband got the Pfizer booster. He had the Pfizer vaccine. So if his first two were, were Pfizer, the booster was a Pfizer. But he felt sick. He oh. was like fluey. He did get sick uh, one of the times that he had the vaccine. But the booster, um, he he had a little bit of a temperature, but oh, he was boy. achy. And then he got better. And then it came back like That's... the next day. So it, but it was only all in a matter of two days that that. Happened. That's what happened to my friend. He's like, oh, thank God I feel better. And then the next day he was out again. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And this isn't like a man thing. This is really a thing. <laughs> oh, maybe it is. <laughs> so now I got to think about the booster. Like I want to do it, but I have to do it. Like I don't want to, you know, lose my whole weekend, but I also don't want to lose a day of work. Right. So right. Like, right. Wow. Okay. I think anytime you get a vaccine, you want to try to do it at a time that you know you're going to get the next couple days yeah. off. Yeah, you're right. I did read, I was doing a news story about this last night for one of the stations that I do, and uh, Pfizer says the booster boosts your antibody, your multiplies your antibody by 25 times. So that's probably why you feel so crappy, because, you know, those little, those little guys flare up so they can do their job. But by 25 times, that would explain why it's a much bigger hit the third the third time around, you know, than. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Did you guys hear that there was a possibility of a fourth shot? What? I did. But that doesn't freak me out because I'm like, you know what? Maybe it just becomes like the flu shot. We just get it one every year. I would be fine with that. Even better would be if they could combine them. Amazing if they could combine the the regular flu shot and the coronavirus shot they probably can't it's probably manufactured differently but but yeah i have heard there's going to be a fourth shot not happy i don't like yearly shots they it doesn't make me happy (laughs) you just don't like getting poked no (laughs) she didn't like the jab Mm -hmm. the jab i've got the jab Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're not a needles person i remember that but are you are you thinking about getting boosted though is that on your radar yes and also after having this shot it didn't hurt. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, nice. it may have, my arm might have been sore after, but I don't care about that. I can be as sore as you want. But if it hurts going in, I'm not a happy camper. <laughs> I was uh, very happy that it didn't hurt. And so, yes, I, well, and the thing was before Omicron, whatever, Abacrombie and Finch came along, <laughs> I was going to get it, but <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I do think it's a little harder now, so. I'm waiting for the L.L. Bean variant myself. (laughs) (laughs) I want the Eddie Bauer variant. (laughs) 
Well, since we get to pick, I want the Victoria's Secret variant. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, the good news is what I've been hearing, at least what the CDC lady was saying yesterday, was that it, Omicron may be more contagious, but it doesn't seem to be nearly as strong as the Delta. The Delta is still the one to to be worried about in terms of, of catching. Um, so Omicron might just be nothing but a pain in the ass. But yeah. I, apparently it's a big leap in terms of the mutation. Like it's very, it's the most different the of the variants, which is, you know... Kind of freaky from a from a Netflix, you know, watching Contagion all weekend kind of like, uh oh, perspective, <laughs> you know, Dustin Hoffman's going to come in and, you know, whatever. But um, but I think it, it itself apparently doesn't seem to be that big a deal. But, you know, they're all nobody wants to commit to that. We're all waiting and seeing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a feeling that it's basically going to be how we will be treating the flu now for the rest of our lives because the flu never went away then right. it just became variants it just mutated to different things right. one year we had to get a flu shot for h1n1 and another one for r2d2 <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just right. all the all sorts of different ones. They they always have a different flu shot every single year for whatever variant. So basically, I'm thinking COVID's going to happen. Right, and it's going to be, and it's always a guess. It's always sort of based on the last couple of years, and then they just kind of guesstimate. Yeah, yeah. And people yeah. always say, "Well, it's not going to help this year because it's last year's thing." But it's, it's better than not getting it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's it. Feels to me like that's exactly where we're headed. Now with with Lori, now I got to get two shots every year. That's why I think it would be cool if they could engineer it all into one big shot. But you know, oh yeah, who knows mm-hmm. if they mm-hmm. can do that? Yeah. So, do, have you guys heard the new Christmas song? There's a new Christmas song. Santa's got a dirty job. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Santa Claus got a dirty job. And he does it all night long. So you've all heard of Mike Rowe, of course, Dirty Jobs, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. He got together with Rich from Big and Rich, John Rich. Oh, John Rich. And they got to talk and he and John Rich says, you know, who's got a dirty job. And Mike Rowe's like, who? And he's like, Santa's got a dirty job. So they decided they were going to write a song maybe down the road. Well, John goes to the bathroom and he comes out and he starts singing. <laughs> Santa's got a dirty job and he does it all night long. And voila, it is now, uh, I think it may have passed Adele's new hit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It, if you want to check it out, it's on our warm 106.9 uh, webpage. And uh, it's pretty fun. It's a great story. All of the money from it goes to they they both have foundations uh, that they support. And um, all the money goes there. It was never about making money. But it was just this fun thing that happened. And uh, I really enjoyed watching it, listening to it. There's a video. There's a video. Sweet. <laughs> you know, and like like uh, John Rich said, he goes, you write so many songs and very rarely are they hits. And this one, they were just having fun playing. And, you know, before you know it, they've got this great song. <laughs> and Mike Rowe can sing. People don't know that, but he, he sang opera for years. Opera? Okay, I totally didn't know that. The Dirty Jobs guy's an opera singer? Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a little crush on him. And so I listened to his podcast. That's the way I heard it. 
And then, so he had interviewed, had Rich on, and they, or John Rich, and they talked about the new song. And so I got to hear all the dirt on it. <laughs> okay, you got to find a clip of him singing opera. Yeah, you do. <laughs> That's as mind-blowing as the first time I heard Gomer Pyle sing opera. <laughs> <laughs> or Captain Kirk singing Golden Voices. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah, ready. Restwal pianto scende re sacria montio devi le me grazia recevi. So yeah, from opera singer to dirty jobs to Santa's got a dirty job. <laughs> wow. Today I learned <laughs> well, and, you know, we don't get that many new Christmas songs. We get variations of old songs. I listen to Christmas music um, most of the year with my job, so <laughs> I don't know if we will play this one, but I certainly put it on our webpage because it was just it's better than Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. That's all oh I'm saying. Gosh, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's better than a lot of things I could name that I don't want to offend anybody with. Um, but it's fun. It's good to have a new fun Christmas song. I mean, we all we all are tired of I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus or whatever. You get tired of, of some of those, and it's good to have a new one. That's adorable. Yeah, like, I mean, every time I have to play Michael Jackson, I'm like, seriously, don't be a brat. Quit telling on your mom, you know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to tell daddy. <laughs> I'm going to tell my dad. <laughs> so that's what I got. What do you got? Okay, you guys, I have a new guilty pleasure, terrible television show that I absolutely love. Cool. <laughs> what is it? It's called La Brea. Have you guys seen La Brea? No. no. So first of all, it's been forever since I've watched just like a regular network TV show, like just a regular, I don't even know when it's on because I watch it the next day on Hulu. I think it's like on Monday night on NBC or something. And it's basically just a, like a show about this giant sinkhole opens up in Los Angeles and a bunch of people fall through and they're transported into Los Angeles in 10,000 BC. Like, <laughs> It's like a time sinkhole through the La Brea Tar Pits kind of thing. And so, and it's it's terrible, but it's so good, you know? And there's all these, like, stock characters, like the very forthright, like, I'm going to save my family guy. And, and the people that fell down the sinkhole just happen to be a doctor and a cop. And, a, like, there's one of everything down there that you need, right? And But my favorite character the exposition guy, the guy who always has the answer for everything, is this just adorable little, like, um, uh, Eastern Asian guy. He's a stoner, but he's like a genius stoner, right? So, and everybody down there is dressed for completely different weather, right? Like, for, they all came through a 90-degree today in Los Angeles, but half of them are wearing winter coats, which I just find fascinating. But anyway... So this guy is the guy who, like, you know, a woolly mammoth will show up, and they'll be like, oh, my God, what the hell is a woolly mammoth doing in Topanga Canyon? He'll be like, well, you know, actually, in 10,000 B.C., there was a blah, 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 because he's a stoner. He knows all this stuff. And it's just, <laughs> oh, my God. And it gets, every week, it gets better and better, slash, worse and worse. And we, we just can't stop watching it. And I encourage everyone to watch La Brea. It's super fun, mindless entertainment with a bunch of just really great actors that you've never heard of. Oh, that's awesome. I did see a commercial on that and I was interested, but then I totally forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> really stuck oh, with you, huh? <laughs> You'll catch it 
one of these days down the road, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I wonder what was that about again? And then you'll watch it and, and, and you'll be hooked. It reminds me a lot about this show we used to watch called Under the Dome. It's kind of the same concept. A bunch of, you know, random people are thrown together in a crazy, impossible, supernatural situation. And half of them are problem solvers and half of them are problem creators. And, you know, who's going to come out on top? It, like Lost, you know, it's kind of not nearly as good as Lost. Lost was kind of like the blueprint for, for how to do stuff like that because um, that had great writing and great acting and this has neither but it's just <laughs> so much fun that's hilarious <laughs> we just uh, started and just finished breaking bad oh yes it is so good and then watch the movie you know after that the one about jesse pinkman yes it was jesse pinkman and then now it's the next spin-off series we're a little behind but better call saul Yes, amazing. Better Call Saul is amazing. Terrific, I think the guy terrific show. Well, who's the Who's the guy? Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, didn't he win like an Emmy? Probably. I think he did. Yeah, I think probably. he did. Yeah. I think the yeah. and the woman the woman did too. Um, his Kim, his his sort of on and off girlfriend. Um, the great characters on that show. His brother. There are just a lot of that show has the best. Both of those shows, the side characters are as interesting as the main characters, and you become invested in them too. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. My son, uh, he watched Breaking Bad before we did. We're like, what? But then, you know, he was right. It's really good. And he, he is 18. So, you know, <laughs> you know, I didn't know who was in it. And I was like, oh, my God, that guy, he's a character in Malcolm in the Middle. And he's totally different. Uh, uh, yes. What's his name? Brian Cranston. Yes. Yeah. But he's always in his underwear, just like in Malcolm in the Middle. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Anyway. Oh, well, shall we wrap this up, you guys? Yes. Yeah, I got up. Sorry. Is it time? Is it time? I'm sorry, I do. No, that's cool. You know, we, we got to work. That's right. Got to make a living. Yep. <laughs> As I tell the, the dogs and cats when they poke me while I'm working, I have someone's got to put the cat food on the table. <laughs> and they're like, true that, mommy? Yep. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. And uh, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at Coach Lori on Facebook, L-A-U-R-I-E. You can find me on Twitter at Claire Beverly. And you could find me at Twitter at I'm Anna D. Yay! Nice! <laughs> One more thing, really, really, really quick. What's that? The Detroit Lions won a football game. Oh, yes, they did. It wasn't on Thanksgiving, though. No, they, that was a horrible game that I don't ever want to talk about again. <laughs> but they won on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings, and it was great, and I'm very happy. And if it doesn't happen again for another year, that'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Claire's happy, we're all happy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, thank you, girls. I love my, my weekly therapy with you guys. It's always helpful. Same here. Same here. Well, until next time. Until next time, yes. This is Listen and Learn or, or not. not. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, girls. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.